Jim. Kyle. As always, we need to be upfront with our listeners. Okay. The name of this podcast is the Spartan Upper Deck Podcast. Yes. They knew that. That's not the part we're being upfront about. Right. This is episode number how many? I don't know. Let's estimate it as this is the third year we're doing this. Yes. For the first 40 episodes, well, all the episodes that followed MSU Home Games, so I guess that's only like 15. Right. Why didn't we work this out in the pre-production meeting? I don't know. <laughs> Is I it know. pre-production meeting or just production meeting? Right? I think it's our pre-production meeting, but... I, that's the problem is we have the pre-production meeting and then we forget to have the production meeting. It's right, right. Anyways, uh, in all six, uh, seven home games plus seven home games plus like four or five this... Okay, we're going right. to go with 18 as the number. Fine. Upper Deck Jerk Guy will fact check us. In the first 18 episodes of this podcast following a Spartan home game, yes, we have had a correspondent in the upper deck yes. for more than half of the football game. Right. This week, that is not the case. Right. For one week only, Right. <laughs> this is the Spartan Lower Deck Podcast. <laughs> We've finally done it. But once again, we've jumped all the way to the end. Right. Right up front. Let's go back to the beginning. Saturday morning. Beautiful morning. 9.30. Yes. I sent you a text message. Yep. Do you remember what that text message said? I don't. A lot's happened since then. It said, I'm really not that excited about going to this football game today. I remember that. And I was like, man... (laughs) I had my brother-in-law and his son coming in with my son. That kind of made it exciting. But you knew it was going to rain at some point. Mm-hmm. Coming off the somewhat demoralizing loss mm-hmm. against Northwestern. Right. Not going to be fun weather. Like, you knew it was going to be bad right. right from the jump. Right. I checked StubHub. Tickets were going for, like, less than $10 a piece. Oh, my that gosh. Morning. Against the number seven team in the country. Right. Which wow. didn't feel like the number seven team. I mean, you felt like they were more talented than you, but that you didn't feel like they were a big name anymore after they'd blown, you know, blown the... the it's right. not like we could have knocked them off a playoff trajectory or something. Right, right. They'd already well, been knocked off. Yeah, all right, fine. I mean, it was That's probably the, the second later. and final nail on the coffin. Right. Nevertheless, I layered up. Yep. That base that. layer is important. Yep. It's not the not the outer layer. No. It's that base layer. Yep, you gotta kill that. Uh loaded my kid up in the car. Drove up drove over to the Dunham's parking lot. Parked there at ten thirty. Walked over for the famous Brody Square ten forty five breakfast special. Right. When they bring all the lunch stuff out at eleven. Oh, that's smart. I haven't done that before. I'm always tail... If I go, I'm a tailgate, so... Um, had a, you know, nice plate of breakfast foods mm-hmm. as I walked in. Uh, then uh, went straight to lunch after that. Mm-hmm. Their flank steak... Was right there, huh? Beautiful. Excellent. Had, 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 had two helpings of that. Beautiful. With the mashed potatoes and sautéed vegetables. <laughs> Feeling better about life. May have slipped a small bottle of something into my Coke. Uh-huh. Um, One could never know. Feeling better about things. Enjoying the conversation with my brother-in-law. And then we head off to the stadium. Yes. 
northwest entrance, past security, past the ticket taker, up the seven flights of stairs. To the upper deck. Into our seats in the upper deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the football began. It wasn't raining. Weather wasn't too bad. You know, it's usually it's nice on our side of the upper deck because you get the wind blocked with right the, uh, with the giant press, press boxes. boxes and all that. Yeah, feeling good. Didn't even have my knit cap on at that point. Nice. Um, football was so so at that point. Right. Yeah. I don't even really remember that part of the game. It feels like it was from a different. I didn't field. see much of that. That was immediately following our race. Um, our point one k race, right? And so hashtag uh, Spartansville. Yeah, and so uh, we were in a we were in the Bob and Grand. But we Rapids. fell behind. We were behind fourteen to seven. seven. Correct. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, other than that, it was the upper deck. What's to say? I mean, right. Yeah, it was very pedestrian, normal. Right. Average experience. Uh, no point. upper deck jerk guy that I remember. No. No. Um, and then they evacuated the stadium. Right. First they make the announcement that, you know, we're not evacuating right now. We're going to keep playing, but we're looking at some lightning. So it's like, well, you know what's happening. It's not like they're going to then reverse course and say, right. oh, the lightning disappeared. Just kidding. There's a giant sandstorm coming this way. Right. We'll so then it was evacuation time. I'm told we got out fairly quickly. I'm told that they were pretty uh, aggressive about making sure everybody left the stadium. Okay. I saw some sort of I still don't understand why you leave the stadium. I don't know. Yeah, what the risk of, you know, if the bleachers get struck by lightning, does that flow through the whole stadium? And Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Again, things that could and have did been the covered. Peop- and I, I get the meeting. sense that the people who are in the the boxes, they don't have to leave. I don't think so. I think that's true. Uh, Although I saw some media left, I think. Some media really? left and like went and ate at the cafeteria. Oh, well, like, that's Somebody just, said they were going to Rick's. Spending good time, man. So we smart. evacuated uh, across the street into IM West, through the turf arena, mm-hmm. um, up through the corridors. This was a wonderful experience. Uh, I was able to, uh, true fact, if you counted up the number of hours I spent in each building on the Michigan State University campus during my college tenure, Mm -hmm. you know what the number one ranked building would be? I am West. I am West. Absolutely. Every day headed down there to play some pickup basketball for a couple hours. Right. Pickup basketball legend. I think my name is on a plaque somewhere (laughs) in there. Hung out in gym two of IM West. The lights weren't on. You know, we were able to lay down, close our eyes, relax a little bit. Nuh-uh. Yeah. You took a nap? Some other things happened that I took a vow not to speak of. <laughs> well, I mean, these were difficult times. People <sighs> resort to... You, I was going to say, you're killing me here because I so badly want to make a Penn State joke. I was able there's to, just, I was no able to regale my nephew with the stories of my pickup basketball glories <laughs> i've got a little scar right here at the top Ooh. of my forehead you see that oh yeah i do yeah that was i got cracked cracked open with an elbow in gym two of i am west by who by someone on the other okay, team so not, not trying like, to block my dunk i may have team. actually hit my forehead on the rim as i was going up to dunk well i can ball. assure you that i've never hit my forehead on the rim of a basketball hoop Okay. That's so. That's good for you. This right? is the equivalent of my. I didn't actually hit my. Okay. <laughs> We're getting off topic. After about an hour, though, we realized, 
a you know it looked like on Twitter that they might not start the game back up till about five thirty, mm-hmm. and B it wasn't raining that hard outside. Mm-mm. So Eureka, mm-hmm. back to Brody. Nice. <laughs> Now, did your meal pass work a second time? There is no, you don't get a ticket or anything, so uh, we had to pay twice. The, the other good news was I had forgotten my wallet. Oh, no. So for breakfast, my son had an emergency $20 bill he carries with him, so that got us in. Nice. For for the, our late lunch during right. the rain break, right. my brother-in-law had to pay. Oh, wow. And I'm not going to see him for at least another month. Year. By then, hello. You're just going to go on the lamb. You're like, right. I'm not going to. I'm not paying. So it, it was back. free to me. Nice. The second round. Well, and you're a lower decker now, so you should get accustomed to that. That's true. Well, People wait, just I'm pay for to things. The end. Right. Yeah, sorry about that. Spoiler alert. Um, other great news. On the way out of I M West, in one of the hallways, my brother-in-law somehow found a shooter of 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 a. Butterscotch liqueur of some sort. Oh goodness! Sitting on the ground. So we picked, unopened. Unopened. Okay, good. We picked that up. I still had one additional unit in my pocket mm-hmm. that I had not consumed at brunch. Mm-hmm. So that got us up to two units. So that was the positive. The negative was between the hours of one and five or two and five, they go to a limited menu at Brody. Oh, and no. we weren't the only people to have this brilliant idea. Oh, no. So the line for pizza and sandwiches was flooded. Oh, geez. So the thing, you know, this is difficult for me to say on air. You know, this is anonymous. People still don't know who I am unless they really work <laughs> at it. Well, you wouldn't have to work that hard on it. Still. But we all know. that It's they're... hard for me to say this. I went to the salad bar. What? Now... Healthy amounts of bacon bits, hard-boiled eggs. Sure, yeah, of course. Ranch dressing. Right. Um, to keep it, yeah, you don't want to, I mean, you don't want to get all healthy Right. at a football game. That was the real danger. Right. Thankfully, the line's cleared up. I got a couple slices of pizza. Oh, good. Piece of cake. I was a little worried about you for a minute. Two fountain drinks with a unit each of certain other substances. Included, <laughs> dude. Does the does the non does the open? This is a technical. We should we should have uh, conferenced this. LVS in. Yes. So you can have an open container on campus on a football Saturday. Right. Does that apply to the cafeterias? I'm sure it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll check with LVS and if this if this is makes me legally vulnerable, we'll edit this out. Right. I'll, I'll just tell you I, I edited it out, but I won't. Right. 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 Well, then you'll have to do this podcast with Upper Deck Jerk Guy. Right, and that's fine. So who will the true loser be? I don't know. We'll see. That's what I've been wondering this entire time. Okay, so that was good. Uh, the game start actually started back up at 4.38, so mm-hmm. we got out of there about 4.10, headed back over to the stadium. Mm-hmm. Brilliant idea by my brother-in-law. Um... You know, you didn't have to have, didn't have to have a ticket to get back in. We knew it would be a free for all. You could sit wherever you were. Mm-hmm. Temptation is to go to the home side, right? Right. No, you go to the visitor side. Why do you go to the visitor side? Because you can get closer down. Because everybody's going to the home side. Ah. Uh, okay. We sat. I kid you not. I should have counted. I think row five. Uh, we were in the seats. We weren't just lower deckers. We were in the seats with seat backs and armrests. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. What was that like? 
Was it amazing? I can't even describe it. It's like it's <laughs> like someone who's been to heaven and then got pulled back. Right. Trying to describe what the experience was right, like. Right, right. And how is the game? It turns out that down there, yeah, like there are three-dimensional beings actually running around on the grass. Right. <laughs> throwing the ball and catching it. It's not... I know it feels like it's just like something on TV. Right. Like a cartoon or something. Right, right. And from the upper deck, it kind of looks that way, too. Right. Like you're watching Tecmo Bowl. Right. But. Um, so the game, the game was, the game went well from there. I think so. I was kind of freaked out, at, you know, because they came back and it was a third and four. And you thought, well, Dave Warner's had three and a half hours or whatever to figure out what play to call. Right. So obviously it's going to be a toss sweep or something ridiculous. Was it a toss sweep? I don't know. It was something not good. And then I had this pit in my stomach, like I waited it out for this. Mm -hmm. You know, Penn State's going to get the ball and Mm -hmm. drive down down and it'll be a two-score game. That'll be the end of it. And, and of course, that's not how it played out. I forget the exact sequence. I think think, uh, they kicked, MSU kicked, punted, from the 34 or whatever, which was, of course, infuriating. That may have been later. Or no, the maybe, they, yeah, I think maybe they went for it on fourth down and they didn't make right. it. But then uh, they got a three and out. Uh, and MSU there was an right. interception in there. Right. Anyways, things went well. Yeah. Game was tied at halftime. Yeah. They had the full 20-minute halftime, even though they just had the long break. Apparently because both coaches wanted it because coaches got to micromanage everything. Yeah, they probably the, all take a twenty-minute break at every time out if you give them the option. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that was I. I, yeah, I thought that was an odd decision to. But then they didn't have the band have the come. Out, so it's oh, like, they didn't. No. Oh, because like I, I got an email during the middle of the the restarted game about how excited the band was to do their halftime show. I think they decided they weren't going to do the halftime show, and it may have been like an audible on the field that the refs said to the coaches, do you want a full halftime or something. Oh, it could be. Okay, all right. Um, Interesting phenomenon within the section I I, I was sitting in. There were two greeters there, Uh like the guys in the yellow vests. These were like the Mendelbombs from the Seinfeld episode. Remember them? No. Like, you know, where... where it sounds funny. Where, where Jerry visits his parents at the retirement village, uh-huh. Del Boca Vista. Uh-huh. And there's one old guy there in the weight room when Jerry goes to do a workout. And he, like, challenges Jerry to a liftoff. And the guy hurts himself. And then the guy's dad shows up, who's even older. Oh, my God. And this repeats itself. And there's three generations of the Mendelbombs. That's funny. All of whom injure themselves trying because they're so competitive. Well, this uh-huh. was, there was one older guy, and the other guy was his dad. Oh, wow. And it felt like, felt like maybe these guys had been living there for 30 years or something. <laughs> they have like, a little... Like, the guy, the older guy had raised the younger one there. Like, in a little colony underneath the stadium. Right. Okay. <laughs> At this point, they had reverted to being like fans who had just wandered back into the stadium and could sit wherever they wanted. Okay. Um, you know, so it was kind of weird. And we ended up with, you know, the four of us were in four seats, and then the dad was in the last seat in the row. Uh-huh. And then at some point in the third quarter, you know, the stadium started filling back up again, I think, with people who realized, oh, wait a minute, this is a real game. Right. Let's head and back. And go watch it. And two two extremely inebriated young men showed up holding tickets 
for two of the seats mm -hmm. that my group of four was in, mm -hmm. which made it a little awkward. They were very friendly. Um, but very inebriated. Right. So we just kind of let them squeeze in. Eventually, the dad had to go to the use the facilities, and when he got back, his seat had sort of dissolved. Oh, dear. But the son eventually gave his seat up to the dad. Ah, uh, what a nice It kid. all worked out fine. I mean, he clearly raised him well. Right. Given the environment that the that the boy was raised in. <laughs> Inside a football stadium. Right, under the ground. So the actual football, I mean, you get a completely different perspective on a game, obviously, at that level. Right. Uh, you know, watching the linemen... Fight and the, the the routes break open and right right there was one route on the other side of the field I forget whether it was White or Davis who you know you saw him break out into the open past the defensive back at the last second uh -huh. ball drops into his arms uh, there was a late third down conversion um, with Cody White where he went up high for one and from ground level you know when when the ball left the rookie's hands you thought there was no way he was going to catch it mm -hmm. he went up like Mr. Fantastic nice so definitely an extremely memorable vantage point and experience um, you know the final play obviously right yeah, I was touchdown, like watching, uh, what's his name? Uh, right, that happened right in front of us. Oh, did it really? You know, so we were at the 40-yard line on the south end. He kicks the field goal on the north end, comes back, slides right in front of us. The whole nice. team mob, you know, mobs out in that direction. Nice. What are you going to say? Um, <laughs> you know, the big takeaway from the game, I think, in terms of X's and O's is, you know, Dave Warner and Mark D'Antonio have clearly adapted. They're going to let Lewerke be Lewerke. Yep. Um, Hashtag. Right. Even in the rain, second straight game, Lewerke went for 400 yards. Um, interesting stat off of Mr. Connolly's page. The difference between MSU on standard downs, which mm -hmm. is basically a down where you might run, you might pass, and passing downs... Uh, on standard downs, they rank number 84 in the country, which gives them an offense equivalent to that of Coastal Carolina. Oh, wow. On passing downs, they rank number three in the country. <laughs> so it's really just an issue of we're going to let this guy turn his arm loose. Right, which, yep. which, makes them, which gives them an offense equivalent to Oklahoma State. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, wow. That's an adjustment really made. The running game still didn't do much. L.J. Scott got just enough on those last couple carries, I think, mm -hmm. to make the field goal feel a little safer than mm -hmm. it might have otherwise. Um, you know, the defense played about as well as you can ask for. Mm -hmm. um, held Barkley without a rushing yard in the first yard, first half. Right, right, yeah, he came out of... Right, yeah, came out at, at the half with nothing. Which Penn State fun. converted some passing plays. Still some issues with the crossing routes. I assume that's kind of a scheme thing. Yeah. Um, but other than that, what more can you ask for? I'm not sure. Um, overall, the experience, I thought, you know, I, I commented to my brother-in-law when we got back to the parking lot at Dunham's. Um, it had been nine hours since I parked my car. Mike. 
Although, really, is that diff- much different from a normal college football home game Saturday? Well, it's yeah, just that we did the tailgating in the middle. Right, right. During the game. <laughs> right. Right. And certainly a much more unique, m- memorable way for the game to transpire mm-hmm. well worth the, uh, the price of admission. I thought it was... I was thinking back, you know, the ticket has a face value of $80. Right before the game, you could have bought it for $10. Wow. And by the time it was done, you know, obviously the experience was probably worth $150. Right, so. yeah, yeah. You were you texted me during the middle of the game, and you're like, you should just come back. And I was in Grand Rapids at the time, and I, was, I, I, I genuinely thought about it for about five minutes. And then I was, nah, I'm good. Right. It's warm and dry, and... So this brings MSU to a record of seven and two, uh, five and one in the Big Ten game. All six Big Ten games have been one-score games. That's, ugh, that's scary. Right. Um, puts obviously nine wins well within reach. Right. Outside shot at the Big Ten. Well, not really an outside shot. This right. week is the you shot. For, yeah, you play for your title today. Still an outside shot on paper since we're we've been disrespected with a fifteen-point underdog line. I'm, you know, i got to be honest, I'm not a fan of us jumping from 24 to 12 or whatever it is. That's that's a huge swing. Right. That's, I, I don't know. I think, I think Nate Silver says if we beat Ohio State, we'd have a 30% chance of making the playoff. What? Or no, no, no. If we go undefeated, we'd have a 30% chance. That's pretty unbelievable. And you'd have wins over Ohio State. Penn State. Penn State. Michigan. Wisconsin. Michigan. Right. All right, so the Ohio State game, you know, I'm not even going to bother pulling up the stat profile. We we all know when MSU plays Ohio State, it's the game that usually decides the The conference. You can throw out the records. Yep. Uh, Obviously, Ohio State's been very up and down. Right. Even just over the last two weeks. Right. I only saw highlights of the Iowa game. I have no idea how that happened. Um, I watched a little bit of it between commercials, and um, basically, you know how like every year Kirk Ferentz really tries at one game. I felt like that was this game this year. So it's kind of like Mark Mark D'Antonio against Michigan, but Ferentz just saves everything. Right for one for one game, you don't know which game it's going to be. Right, D'Antonio, you know it's going to be the Michigan game. Right, right, right. With uh, you just don't know. Who, who's his target of ire that year. Right. So, so, so it's hard not to feel optimistic, perhaps a bit irrationally optimistic, given D'Antonio's history against Ohio State over the last five years. So, the, yeah, I think the challenge going in with this particular game is is that um, D'Antonio is the, or not D'Antonio, um, Urban Meyer has this weird habit of just eating his own brain whenever he plays right. MSU. Forgetting and, he has a running back. Right. And or last year even, right? Like I mean the three and nine team, you know, MSU decided to go for two at the end of the game and basically was content to turn it over to the football gods that way and they didn't win last year. But but I mean, you know, they're a missed two point conversion away from, you know, knocking Ohio State out of the playoffs last year. And and I just you know, I I don't feel like that. I I don't think that MSU is like a shoe in to win this game by any means. But like I, the idea that they would do anything but hang tight. I I think I think it's going to be another close game, which is going to be frustrating. All right. Well, a close win, or even a close loss, is better than losing by 
a lot. Right, yeah. So we can look back on this next week when, you know, MSU finally gives up the ghosts and lose by, you know, or to Urban Meyer by 35 points, so. All right, well, we'll see what transpires. Yep, should be a good one. And we'll see you next week. All right. Go green. Go white.